You are listening to the Photonic Therapy Podcast, episode number seven. Welcome to the Photonic Therapy Podcast, where it's all about relieving pain and helping pets and their humans. Your host overcame fibromyalgia, knows exactly what pain and suffering is like and what to do about it. She is now on a mission to help all living beings find relief just as she did. Here is your host, Eva Serve. Hi and welcome to this new episode. Today I am going to talk to you about Brujo. Brujo is a beautiful black stallion, pura raza española, who was born in 2001 and who Photonic Therapy, Dr. Brian McLaren, me and Anna, his owner, have saved many times thanks to the use of Photonic Therapy. This horse, as far as I can remember, has had a dozen colics, has suffered from laminitis, has suffered from navicular syndrome, sacroiliac injury, and so on. And as I have been asked recently to talk a bit more about real cases, I thought it was a good idea to talk about this case in this podcast. If you're wondering if this horse really exists and <laughs> if this story is true, then just go to my website where you will see that Anna left a testimonial about her horse and where you can also see a picture of her on her horse again doing dressage. So, this story starts in 2011, when the horse was 10 years old. I was contacted by Anna on July the 11th, 2011, where she gave me a history of what had been going on with her horse since June. So the history is as follows. June the 2nd, she says, I'm on holiday, I saw Brujo on June the 1st, I've done groundwork with him, Pirelli, and I've ridden him. The horse is perfect. On June the 4th, which was a Saturday, they call me from the stables and tell me that Brujo's throat and neck is very swollen. He had a serious infection. They had called the vet, they didn't know what was going on, and this may be due to bad teeth, a reaction to a sting or other causes. Treatment with penicillin, Injected first, then in powder. In the week from 6 to 11 of June, the horse seems to recuperate well. The infection subsides. They file his teeth. In the week of June 13 to 19, his four feet swell up. By phone, they tell me it is vasculitis. Possible cause, he has troubles coping with the administered penicillin. They wrap the legs to reduce the inflammation and he starts to limp a bit on the left hand. It is determined that the lameness is due to ascarsia and poultices are applied to cure the abscess. In the week of June 20 to 26, I return home from my trip. Brujo has been cured of the lameness on the left, but now he starts to limp slightly on the right. Vanessa, owner of the riding club, tells me that it will be due to an abscess in his right hand. They are applying poultices in the hand. The vet is at a conference he advised not to move Brujo until the symptoms of the vasculitis and abscesses have disappeared. I take him out of the stable every day to clean him, to shower him, to put the bandages on, to put the poultices 
and to walk him a few meters to see if the lameness subsides. On Sunday, June 26, lameness on hard ground seems to have diminished. I walk him a bit on the soft area. The horse began to, to limp back on his right hand. June 28, visit of the vet. After walking the horse and tests with the clips, he takes x-rays. Result, laminitis with rotation of 4 degrees in left hand, laminitis with rotation of 9 degrees in right hand. Danilon is prescribed, which is an anti-inflammatory and analgesic, one pack a day, and Hemovas, eight tablets, three times a day. Biotin, once a day, and special shoes, shoes with crossbar in the center, filling the front with soft silicone. On June 29, the blacksmith puts the new shoes on in the afternoon. Week of June 30 to July 3, Brujo is, instead of improving, getting worse every day. Can't cope with his bedding. He limps more every day. When you take him out and clean the piece where there is no silicone, it seems to give better comfort and he puts more weight on it. The vet says that sometimes it takes two or three days after showing that the horse suffers, then he begins to improve. On Sunday, July 3, Brujo does not want to move. When I finally manage to get him out of the stable, he has so much pain in his right hand that he wants to fall down. I quickly remove the old Veruta from the shoe and he stays up with pain. We inject a painkiller. During this time, I have been trying to treat him with the torch for therapy. July the 4th, visit of the vet. Brujo is taken out of his stable and left in the stable without a bed as it seems he is in less pain on hard instead of soft bedding. I still put the bandages on the horse at night. I remove the bandages during the day. July 5th, the vet puts blocks of wood under each of the hands. Brujo feels relief. He walks well with the blocks without limping. He goes back to his stable with bedding with the wooden blocks on 24 hours a day. July 8th, the vet takes the wooden blocks away. He does not limp on hard ground. On sand, we oblige him to take 10 steps and he limps heavily. Vet puts the wooden blocks on again and says to let him on for the next 10 days to try to stabilize it all. Danilon is suspended. I need to continue with the Hemovas until Friday, July 15th. The vet thinks to leave the wooden blocks on until he is clinically well again and to then put rock and roll shoes on for a while. The vet advises rest, only to move the horse to clean him. From the beginning I ask myself the following question, which I also ask the vet. Why having the horse stand still if we want to restore blood flow? And with pain he can't walk, right? With the blocks he can walk, but it destroys the tape. The horse is in pain and taking medication since June 1st. Where is this all leading to? Now before this, she says, in late February, on February 25th, the horse suffered podotrochlear syndrome in the left hand. So this is the introduction or this is the history of the horse before she called me to come by and help her. Now, as you will know, in 2011, I only had been busy with therapy for two years. So it's logic that I would contact Dr. Brian McLaren immediately so he could teach me and we would go over this case together. 
And as you will know from the video and the podcast that I already left regarding laminitis and navicular syndrome, you know that we need the horse to move, to have blood flow. You know that we want to take the shoes off so the hoof function can work to stimulate the healing. Now, sometimes there are some exceptions. And in this case, an, an exception arose. Let me tell you the story. So, in this case, we have a vet who says that the horse is suffering from laminitis. And two farriers who said this is not a case of laminitis. And on top of that, the farrier who came by trimmed the hooves so there would be no pressure on the outside border of the hoof. Result, from one mistake following another mistake, it only went worse instead of better. So I contacted Dr. Brian McLaren, who confirmed the following. I'm going to read his email. He says, Dear Eva, thank you for your email and photos. The vet is right in that the horse is suffering a degree of rotation. The farrier is the problem. I cannot stress this strongly enough. There are three parts to my conclusion regarding the farrier. One, a horse has no defense mechanism except to run away. And so its hooves are specifically designed. Two, lameness on soft ground and not on hard ground points to either a tendon problem. In deep sand, it's a tendon problem or a sole problem where the pressure is on the sole. You obviously have a sole pressure problem. The photos and x-rays provide conclusive evidence of the farrier being the cause of the problem. By the way, the hooves have been previously trimmed. Your comment that the farrier removed the outside wall to take any pressure off the border makes me shudder and nearly cry. This is so wrong. And even with padded boots on, the horse was still in pain. The hoof wall is comprised of a series of parallel water-filled fine tubulars. You can compress air, but you cannot compress water. Therefore, any pressure on the border of the hoof wall is transmitted up and around the entire hoof wall. This is normal and good. The hoof consists of some 100 mm height by 250 mm around, so has a surface area of 25,000 square millimeter. The sole has a bearing surface of approximately 13,500 square millimeter, or one-third of the entire hoof. The hoof wall is therefore the major and important load-bearing surface. Trim the wall and you put three times more pressure onto an already sore sole. In the x-rays, one can see in both the backward angle of the cannon bone in relation to the flat shoe. This is also seen in the photo of the horse's legs. In both x-rays, one can see how clean and sharp the surface edges of the bones are. Good professional work by the vet. However, in the first x-ray, there is also some low-grade arthritis developing at the front of the fetlock joint, seen as a small blurred area or fur, called sunbursts in English. All this is due to the heels being too high. The farrier's original problem. I will bet that if the hoof was inspected from underneath, the buttress 
where the wall joins the outer edge of the frog, would not be under the bulbs of the heels, where it should be. If you have my Limonitis CD, this is all explained. However, to run over it quickly, drop a line down the center of the horse's front leg, and it should come out touching or very close to the heels. From the center of the fetlock joint, where this line crosses, draw a line down the center of the postern bones, and this should come out at a point level with the front tip of the frog. This line is called the tangential line of force. When the heels are too high, the line tips forward, and the torque forces in the foot draw the coffin bone backwards, in the same way as if the horse foundered and caused the laminitis. To take the pressure of the heels, the horse stands with its legs sloping backwards, which makes the fetlock joint bend backwards. As with the story of a broken bone in a boomerang shape, the calcium is worn away from the outside of the boomerang and laid down on the inside. We see arthritis as a deposition of the calcium, whereas this is the result of incorrect pressure. If the injury was an abscess, one would see a black cloudy area in the good x-rays. There is not such cloudy area, so it is laminitis, definitely. Laminitis not from overfeeding, lactic acid overgrowth in the large intestine, or infected uterus, and so on, but because of incorrect trimming. Put standard shoes on to put pressure back onto the wall. The block of wood kept the pressure of the sole while the coffin bone is turned. Lower the heels over a period of 10 days and this will re-rotate the coffin bone. Treat the fetlock for arthritis, standard points, laminitis points, kidney and liver points because kidney looks after the bones and the liver looks after the nails. Bladder 17 and 18 and 23. Bladder 17 for blood will re-establish flow to the feet and give the horse graded gentle exercise as your friend suggested. Do not use stall rest. Never allow anyone to use rocker bar shoes, which puts uneven pressure on the hoof wall, or hard bar shoes, which put pressure on the sole. Never, never let anyone trim the sole. It will wear normally if the trim is correct and the horse is allowed sometime without shoes. Wow. So this is how I have been learning from Dr. Brian McLaren. This is how I have worked with Brian for so many years until he sadly passed away in 2016. So why did I want to talk about this? It's just to show you that situations are not always as clear as can be. One vet thinks it's laminitis. The farrier says, no, it's not laminitis. And then the farrier makes mistakes. First, he leaves the hoofs much too high. Then he's going to take off from the hoof wall, which makes it even worse. And like in any case, we always say, take the shoes off. In this case, we were obliged to put some shoes on, standard shoes on, to put pressure back onto the wall because of the mistake that the farrier made. Now, of course, this was only temporary. And as soon as possible, they would have been removed. From there on, I had my farrier come over and instructed him exactly what he was supposed to do. Lowering the heel every time, just a little bit. Leaving a few days in between and then come back and lowering them again, just a little bit. So that over time, 
the horse would have the correct height at the back of his hooves and we would have a re-rotation of the coffin bone. And this worked out. It took a long time because there were, there were more problems than only this. By doing the McLaren equine assessment, I found out that the horse also had a sacroiliac injury. So we had to deal with that problem. And as you know, whenever a horse has laminitis, it takes time to heal. If you're onto it, doing the necessary points from the beginning, you need to take into account of a situation of 8 to 12 weeks of healing. Now, if you're starting in a later stage to towards the specific points of laminitis, because the vet never told you the horse was suffering from laminitis because the vet thought it was abscesses in the beginning, remember? The longer you wait to start with torching, the more time it will take for the healing. But the main thing is, is don't just give up. Because in this case, several vets advised Anna to put Brujo to sleep. Because Brujo, she was doing dressage with him. And with the rotation in both hands, they had told her that the coffin bone, for example, would never re-rotate. That this would, ne- would never heal. And that Brujo probably would never be ridden again in dressage. But then, of course... Anna herself had experience with traditional Chinese medicine. She often had acupuncture sessions. She knew how it could help her. And in that same year, at the beginning of the year, or was it the end of 2010, she had a fall with Brujo and she broke her neck. That's how I went to visit her to see how she was doing. And that's at that time she had a cat who was sick. And I asked her, can I torture cat? And she says, what are you going to do? I said, well, I can see that your cat is in pain. I want to give her a photonic therapy session. So that's, in the end, that's how everything started. She saw me use the torch on her cat. She saw how the cat perked up quickly. And she was recuperating from breaking her neck. And she says, I need this. I need this. So that's how, how Anna started to use photonic therapy. So Anna did not listen to the vets who advised her to put Brujo to sleep. And she said, no, I'm going to give photonic therapy a chance. I'm going to contact Eva. And we are going to do what we need to do to make this better. So, and Brujo got better. If you go to my website, you will see there is a testimonial of her where she will also say that, I don't know how long later it was. I don't remember that. If it was, I don't know, eight months later or something, or even longer, she had x-rays taken again. And there was no rotation of the coven bone to be seen. So this was proof enough that this works. But I am not finished with Brujo. Because Brujo had more problems than that, even in the same year. So I was contacted again on Sunday, December 11, by Anna to let me know that Brujo was found in severe pain. I drove over immediately and saw a horse lying in his paddock, totally wet from sweating, from the pain, and he could not stand up anymore. The vet arrived, and with five, they tried to lift him up, to get him up, and he refused. The vet gave him a painkiller, injected painkillers, 
waited for some time, and even then, the horse could not get up. So once again, they told Anna, listen, if we can't get your horse up, we can't bring him to the hospital, we can't open him up, we can't operate on him. So in that case, it is best for the horse to put him to sleep here. Of course, Anna looked at me. Of course, I already did the points immediately when I arrived, but was a bit humiliated by the vet. Doesn't matter anyways. Anna looked at me, asked for my help again. And for some of you, you know that from me. Just like every one of us, I have my intuition that I can make work and which I have been using all my life. So I asked Brujo to show me where he was in pain. And <laughs> it's hard to explain, okay? It's like, imagine you see a picture of a horse and you're, you're getting the answer in this case, where are you in pain? And a certain part of his body will lighten up or will become red. That's the color you would see, for example. And so Brujo told me that he was having pain where a human has his appendix. So when you have appendicitis, you can imagine the pain you are in. And you don't want to move when you're in such a pain. That's where he was having pain. And the fact was he was lying on his left side on the floor. So when they were trying to pull and push him up, he had to put pressure on the right side of his body to get up. And he refused that because he was in pain at that side. So what did I do? I asked the stable owner to help me. He took the back legs of uh, Brujo. I took the front legs and we just turned him over 180 degrees. So like that, he was lying on his right side. And in one, two, three, we had him up because now he could put his feet to the left push his right hand up on the left and he would get up. So, of course, Brujo was immediately put into a trailer and brought to the hospital, which was luckily not far away. I think it's about 15 minutes. And I torched Brujo there, uh, standard points, colic points, uh, stop bleeding points, because he was going to be put uh, under anesthesia. He did have some manure coming out, but he had a blockage inside. That was obvious. Okay, so, and because of the rest not being able to come out, they had to open him. So, according to Anna, the surgeon told her, I was there too, but the surgeon told Anna that Brujo had a part of his, the end of his intestines doubled. And it was already starting to stick to each other. Which, for the surgeon, was a, a chronic situation. So, Brujo was opened. Luckily, there was no necrology on the intestines. They had to open the intestine with a cut of about 10 centimeters to clean it all out, take all the old dried manure out, and was stitched up again. He came through the operation fine. But now, the next day at night, on December 12th, Anna calls me to tell me that Brujo was stable, but that the vets were very worried for him because there was hardly any activity at all in Brujo's intestines. Now, of course, the vets were limited in giving any medication 
to Brujo because of his medical history. Uh, he foundered in February. He had vasculitis on four legs after an allergic reaction to penicillin. Then he had laminitis in June. He had rotation of the coffin bone and so on and so on. And he was still not fully recovered. So, as you may know, often they can only sit there and wait to see if the intestines are going to get working again or not. So, of course, I contacted Brian straight away. And within 30 minutes, Brian already responded to me. I was lucky that he was an early riser to already have seen my, my email. Because I sent it to him at a quarter to 10 at night in CET time. And he responded at a quarter past 10. My CET time, which was 6.15 for him in the morning. So he was an early riser. So he informed me that um, the most important points are the points we are already doing, which is large intestine 11 and stomach 36. These points are already in our standard points. And he says, join them together with the specific important points of college, which is bladder 20, 21, and stomach 25. And he also said, well, listen, the extra points that you could do are not as strong as those above. But they are on the shin below stomach 36, being stomach 37, 39, and stomach 40. So he said, Eva, just concentrate on your stomach 36, large intestine 11, bladder 20, 21, and stomach 25. This we did, and within a fraction of time, Brujo's intestines started to make noise again and started to work again. This is also the moment where suddenly I got a young vet joining me whenever I would go there every day, by the way, whenever I would go there to torch points on Brujo because he wanted to find out what I had been doing that made such a big difference for the horse and in the end saved his life. So I went every morning and Anna, the owner, went every night. And so Brujo got some extra attention. And we also stimulated uh, some specific points twice a day, just because it was an acute stage. Now you can probably well imagine that if Anna left a long testimonial on my website, it also means that we saved Brujo's life again. Now... What is also interesting to know is in the years following, Brujo still had a dozen smaller and a few big colic episodes. But every time I arrived in time, uh, the habit here is that uh, whenever Brujo would have colic signs, the stable owner would call me and would call the vet. And then it's logic that the one who arrives the first is the one who's going to start doing what he needs to do immediately. And I've always been the first to arrive. And I've always been the one who could solve the problem. The vet would arrive and the vet would see how the horse was and would then say, there's nothing more I can do. Eva has taken care of the problem. It is though important to realize that when a horse is getting colic signs over and over again to go and search for the origin of the problem. So in Brujo's case I advised Anna to send some hair of the horse and some manure to a holistic horse clinic in the Netherlands. 
The Horse Clinic is called The Hook. It's with Erik Laraker. And they did some tests on that, on the hair and on the manure. And they found out that the horse had mold in his intestines. So they um, send up some herbs. They send up some cocktails, which Anna has given to the horse. And for two years, the horse had no more colic episodes. With that, I want to make it clear that it's important for you to always go and search for the origin of the problem so you can take care of that in future and so you can avoid for the problems to come back again and again and again. Now, today we are, let me see, we are May the 18th, 2019 and Brujo is still rocking it. He's doing dressage. He's now eight years older, so he's, he must be 18 Yes, he's going to be 18 this year, or he is 18 this year. And he's still rocking it. And Anna, what does she do? She keeps on doing the health maintenance points and standard points on Brujo. So she is keeping his immune system strong and making sure the ATP system is totally filled up with the necessary energy. I hope this example gives you the confidence to try out, apart from Western medicine, also Eastern medicine and traditional Chinese medicine in the form of photonic therapy or herbs and so on. Don't give up, try it out. Well, that's it for this week. Make sure to keep the light shining because we all deserve to feel good. Bye-bye.